0: Okay, you don't want to miss this episode. I want to talk about the things that are going on in the world right now and bring it together and tie a little bow at the end. I'm not sure it's going to be a bow, but try to tie up the loose ends. There's going to be a lot of loose ends because um, there are things about this that I don't know. Always will be. When I make a podcast, I don't know everything. And uh, sometimes I, I might be inaccurate about some of the things I say, but I am giving it to you from a prophetic angle. From what I can see, from what I hear, from what I know, I'm trying to share with you some things that I think um, will be a blessing to you and will help you in the long run. Um, I want to talk before this is over about the Nord Stream pipelines and the explosion that has destroyed them and... uh, You know, they're bringing fuel from um, gas supplies from Russia to Europe. And uh, I don't know all the details of these pipelines, but you know, we've had our own pipeline that Biden stopped. And therefore we're depending on other nations for our oil supplies. Uh, Europe has a dependency. Um, Oil is shipped all around the world. And uh, through these pipelines. So there's these Nord Stream 1 pipeline, Nord Stream 2 pipeline. I believe they run through the Baltic uh, Sea. And the major explosion that took place uh, yesterday, I believe it was, that now is being um, characterized as sabotage. And I believe that's what it was. I don't believe it was an accident. Somebody did it on purpose. That's what I believe. Well, I'll talk about that in a minute, but first I want to say in Ezekiel 38, the Bible talks about uh, what some people believe is uh, mentioning Russia. I, I can go either way on this, but I do believe that Russia can be involved in the end time scenario. Whether or not this war in Ezekiel 38 is prior to Daniel's 70th week, or it is the Battle of Armageddon, this is something that eschatology teachers and prophecy um, teachers disagree on as to the position of this war in relationship to Daniel's 70th week and what it portends. Um, I think it's one of those things we're going to have to watch to see how it fits into ongoing events in the end time scenario. Nevertheless, whenever we don't know the exact positioning chronologically of an event that doesn't mean we can't glean from it certain concepts and precepts that help us um, with our ongoing watch because we're supposed to watch and pray of end time events so let me read you real quick now the word of the lord came to me saying son of man set your face against gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal, and prophesy against him, saying, Thus says the Lord God Behold, I'm against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal. I will turn you around, put hooks into your jaws, and lead you out with all your armies, horses, and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, a great company with buckler shields, and all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, Libya, are with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer and all its troops, the house of Togarma, from far north, all of its troops and many people are with you. <coughs> okay, without making too much commentary, I just want that to be kind of a little bit of a prism, with an M, of what, us, uh, what we are looking at here pertaining to Russia. Okay, Russia, Vladimir Putin, right before Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of the Trumpets, he instituted a recall of reservists. Uh, some have called it a draft. Others are saying, that's not a draft. It is a recall of reservists, people that had been in the military calling them up. I, I think one statement was 300,000, another one said a million, so I don't know. But everybody that ever had been in the military is supposed to be on notice that they are potentially going to be used to protect the motherland, as it has been said, and or to protect the recent acquisition by Russia of these territories in the Ukraine area that this Ukraine conflict is supposedly about. Of course, we know it's about several things, actually. Um, Is Vladimir Putin trying to recreate some kind of Soviet Union? Possibly. At any rate, the men in Russia are headed for the borders, some have escaped, others are being arrested for trying to oppose this effort by Vladimir Putin. Uh, There's a lot of tumult in Russia. There are traffic jams on the borders for men trying to get out, and there are planes that are grounded keeping them from exiting the nation. It's a real bear, (laughs) pardon that, expression because that is supposedly what Russia is symbolized with, the bear. And I could go into that and have in other podcasts. But I just want to continue with what I have to say. Now another thing that happened since Rosh Hashanah started was Eric Snowden was given um citizenship permission, I guess you could say. So I don't know if he actually has citizenship already with Russia or he can get citizenship. But Vladimir Putin said he could have citizenship. Now, let's talk about Eric Snowden very briefly. Eric Snowden, is he a traitor or patriot? Some say one, some say the other. We know he was one of those that leaked um, seemingly classified information that basically was saying that we're being spied on as citizens of the nation. We're being spied on uh, by our government. So there's a lot of nuances of this that I am not going to discuss right now. That's not even the purpose of this podcast. And frankly, it's it's the kind of thing that do you you ever really get to the bottom of it? Sometimes it's who do you actually believe? So whether Eric Snowden's motivation was correct in the inner workings of intelligentsia here in our nation and uh, having access and connections that, you know, many people are oblivious to so that he could actually leak information that indicates that we're being spied on by our government. Um, You know, depending on who you believe, you could say that that is uh, detrimental to our national security, or you could say it's corruption being revealed. And I'm not sure if it's perhaps some of both, because I think sometimes we try to make things black or white, and there's there are some people that are doing things inadvertently that if you're able to parse the information, you can you can find out things that have been hidden from us but at the same time they they may not have the correct motivation just like there are non-christians in the conservative movement so there's more than one facet of an event or a person's motivation so i just want to point that out to you and you don't necessarily in order to glean the information you need you don't necessarily have to take aside for that particular person in every case, because it's all over the map and you would never really know which side you were on. You need to line yourself up with God, the Bible, and what thus saith the Lord, and stick with that. And then when somebody aligns himself with that, you can say, well, I'm for what they said. In some cases, I'm for them. All right, so that's the Eric Snowden happening uh, since Rosh Hashanah. It's very interesting the timing of these things and how they, in some cases, they don't seem to be particularly related or cause cause and effect. In other words, I wouldn't say that the drafting uh, or the uh, recall of reserve has had anything to do with Snowden necessarily, but the fact that both are Russian uh, events and the timing in close proximity leads me to believe that the overall movement is something for us to to take note of. So I guess that leads me to um, this pipeline explosion. Pipeline explosion. And so with that being said, it's very interesting to wonder who could be responsible for this explosion, if it's sabotage? Could it be Poland? Could it be Germany? Could it be Russia? My understanding is Russia could just flip the switches if they don't want to supply any fuel to Europe. Couldn't they just flip the switches? Um, what What is it that that would motivate them to blow up these pipelines? But then, there's our corrupt government and some things that were said by President Biden and uh, Ambassador Newland recently. And I want to play those for you, so if you'll just listen real quickly. This is the one by uh, President Biden. I think this is very interesting. The swift measures? Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if if Russia invades, uh, that means, Did you hear that? He didn't really answer a question. He just said, I promise you, we will be able to do it. Now, this is in retrospect, and everything looks different in hindsight. Hindsight's twenty-twenty. But what did he mean by that? And we know the invasion took place, and now we know the explosion took place. So what did he mean by that? Okay, now here is Ambassador Newland saying essentially the same thing. On the, uh, Tucker Carlson is playing her clip on his show, so you might hear a little bit about, hear Tucker say a few words, but I want you to hear Ambassador Newland say essentially the same thing about the Nord Stream pipeline and what would happen if... Uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, which they did, and now there's an explosion in the, in the pipeline. So listen to what Ambassador Newland says. Their military budget last year, and Congress is expected to fully pass the bill later this week with Republicans nodding along like the zombies they are. What will be the effect of this? Every action has a reaction, equal and opposite. Blow up the Nord Stream pipelines? Okay, we ventured a new phase, one in which the United States is directly at war with the largest nuclear power okay, in the world. Okay, I got Doesn't that a little, little bit ahead. Extreme. Here it goes. And yet here she is in January. With regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies, and I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, One way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. One way or another, Nord Stream 2. So apparently the Nord Stream 1 was already intact. Nord Stream 2 was one that was um, still under some kind of development. But one way or another, she says, it will not move forward if Russia invades Ukraine. Now, tell me in retrospect if that is not an ominous thing that um, we can connect to the possibility of the sabotage of this pipeline. And if our fingerprints, and I say our, I don't mean you and me, because we're totally against this corrupt, fraudulent government right now, um, even though we have to make decisions uh, pertaining to ethics and biblical precepts, We know that we are under a regime that is fraudulent. So is it possible that we have a role to play? I mean, the United States has a role to play in this particular scenario. And if so, depending on who and what could this precipitate world war three? Well, it sounds like something that's very ominous. So let me see if I can bring this to a conclusion and let you see some things that that I think are very, very interesting. Um, I want you to notice what the real Donald Trump says on his Truth Social post about this. And he's posting like crazy, it seems like, now, so I'm going to have to kind of scroll down. He actually includes a repost of the Biden excerpt that I just played for you. And then he says this U.S. leadership should remain cool, calm, and dry on the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines. This is a big event that should not entail a big solution, at least not yet. The Russia forward slash Ukraine catastrophe should never have happened and would definitely not have happened if I were president. Do not make matters worse with a pipeline blow up. Be strategic, be smart, brilliant. Get a negotiated deal done now. Both sides need and want it. The entire world is at stake. I will head up the group. Three question marks. So he's actually implying that he would be willing to negotiate the resolution of this catastrophe. Would he do it as an emissary of the current government or would he do it as a restored, properly elected president? I think I'm just going to leave that right there. But let me read one more excerpt from his Truth Social post, Um, it says four hours ago, everyone's talking about the big hurricane barreling into Florida, as they should be. And by the way, pray for the innocents in Florida, pray for people you know. But perhaps a far more important event in the longer term was the announcement that Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines (coughs) out of Russia... And then he has, (coughs) excuse me, parentheses, which I brought to the world's attention as president, these two pipelines, when I explained how crippling reliance on it could be for Germany and other parts of Europe. (coughs) Excuse me. Everybody laughed at the time, but they are not laughing anymore, close parentheses. It has been sabotaged. This could lead to major... Escalation or war exclamation mark. And then today he is posting like crazy. I, I just want to point out to you that in people read into uh, sound bites, a lot of times what they want to, especially if they're taken out of context. But recently, there's a couple of things that Trump has done, and other than his overall demeanor, that seem to be portending something. One, he has virtually embraced the Q movement. Now, that's a whole other discussion. Maybe I'll do a, a whole podcast on that. I'm not saying that I'm pro-Q or anti-Q. But the Q movement has been in motion since 2017, and it's uh, basically people that believe there is this entity called Q, a person or group of people that were signaling events uh, before they happen and also revealing things that were going on in coded messages. So I'll just kind of leave it like that. So he apparently has... Decided that he's going to at least salute the Q movement, which at the very least is a part of Those that are followers of Donald Trump and his America first agenda So that's that's one thing he's he's done and Another thing he's done is talk about without necessarily connecting it with Q Has talked about something's got to happen very very soon or our nation is basically gone. And those are my words, but that's the gist of several statements he's made. And then another statement that that goes along with it, or statements that are, goes along with those kinds of statements is that he feels like that the plan that they're working on will make a lot of people very, very happy. So, you know, take it for what it's worth, You're hearing some of these things brought together here, maybe for the first time. But the main thing is to get right with God and to be ready no matter what is uh, about to happen. But I believe we're about to see some shocking, surprising things unfold. And uh, some of them will, will or at least can be ultimately good. And a lot of it, my friend, depends on God's sovereign will based on, I believe, to some extent, the response of God's people. Let's get our hearts right with God, okay? Have a good day.